Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Lucas and Jay. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, Lucas, just so you know, you're not replacing me. Nice try, pal. <laughs> Jay's back. I tried you know, hard. You really but... mess with me. I'll edit you out the next episode. I don't care. <laughs> It'll just be blank space. I'll be talking to nobody next time. <laughs> or you could you could turn him into one of those like shadows where you dub over his voice yeah. with the distortion. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. We have a, like a said, witness protection. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk yeah. about Dallas Open because that happened over the weekend. Um, which I completely forgot about until just this moment. Um, We got yet another preview article for Shadow Collective Units, that being the Pikes. So we're going to talk about them. And we're also going to continue on our journey about Force users and talk about countering a Force user when you don't have one. So before we get into all that, you got some housekeeping for us, Jay? I do. I do. So uh, this week, only for May the 4th. We're running a May the 4th uh, um, deal promo, I guess. And we're doing 20% off all Star Wars Legion product and our order tokens for this whole week. Uh, So if you just go to the website, Star Wars Legion product order tokens, and you put in the code May the 4th spelt out, it's on on our Facebook page, but May the 4th spelt out during the uh, coupon code section of the website when you're going to check out and you'll get 20% off. So I, you know, I was seeing that deal that they were doing in the UK that Asmodee or whoever's doing where it's if you buy the core set, you get like all these things for half off or something like that. And then you can pick a commander for free. And I was just like, oh, I wish I wish I could afford to do that uh, for everybody, but I can't. Um, I guess it's nice if you make the game, you can make whatever deals you want. But, you know, but that's great for the UK because I know, you know, a lot of times overseas that you guys don't get as great at deals as we do. So that's that's great for for Europe and and overseas. So I'm going to do 20 percent off because that's what I can afford to do. Um, and uh, and I will pass that on to you guys. So May the 4th uh, week here. So that'll go through Saturday uh, midnight on Saturday. Um, yeah, you can get 20 percent off our order tokens and and Star Wars Legion product. So. Is that fourth like the number four TH or yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yep. Well, no, cool. spelled out the second way. F O U R T H. F O U R T H. Yeah. So M A Y. But the one before it, fourth. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. So, so fully spelled out. Yeah. No, num- no I'll number put four it, in there. I'll put it in the uh, description for okay. everybody here, too. And then I'm probably going to try to get this episode out a little bit earlier this week just so we can because I was so late last week uh, getting it out. And I blame Bushman mostly for that, but, you know. Um... <laughs> See, I thought you were doing it because I uh, mentioned last week that my Invader game was before the cast. I thought you are doing me a solid and putting it out after my Invader <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm just, no, I was just fuming because you said you were replacing me and I just was so angry. I was just like pissing. <laughs> See, I'm not publishing this. I can't put this up. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, you know, housekeeping. We've got a ton of tools. You guys know about them. We talk about them every time. Legionstats.com. Uh, Legionstats.thefifthtrooper.com. We've got legionhq.thefifthtrooper.com. Though that's, uh, then we got, I don't know, legionstream.thefifthtrooper.com. That's our streaming tool that's new. And then we have legionquickguide.com, which is uh, just the RRG, but in a better format. 
Uh, and so you should use those because they're really cool and easy to use and uh, they're free. So use yep, them. And they're for you, yeah. Legion player. Use them to your heart's delight. And then what else? Oh, hey, there goes my green screen, by the way. Did you guys <laughs> see that? It just died back yep. there. Completely. I, I can see green. For those yeah. of you on the YouTube, that's dead now. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're not in outer space, you mean? <laughs> Let me see if I can fix that as best I can. There we go. Uh, so anyways, um, yeah, what was I say? Oh, Patreon. Yeah. You, so I can get a new green screen. Uh, clearly, <laughs> if you guys support us on Patreon. Things I are falling apart. Replace this stupid idiot green screen. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, support us on Patreon. <laughs> The green screen has been fired. Um, no, you know, listen, we talk about why Patreon, right? It's uh, we have writers like Lucas, who's also a co-host on this podcast. We have podcasters. Um, we're putting on more writers. If you guys didn't hear the call, we're, we're, we've gotten some some more people apply. You could go to the fifthtrooper.com and go to our about section. And there's like a little jobs thing and you could fill out a thing. And we've got some more plans for the future for more content that we want to put out and the patreon supports all that um so patreon.com slash the fifth trooper and you can sign up and it'll be great and you could support us and that would be awesome that's it i think awesome yeah all right that's a lot that was a lot stupid green screen (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna that's gonna bother me all night like i won't be able to sleep i'll just be like I'm going to throw it outside. Uh, I'm so mad. All right. <laughs> Lucas, I'm just at a constant five inside, and one little thing just pushes me over the edge. Just blow up. That's Everyone your secret. You're I'm always old. angry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Everyone the I'm always calm and cool and level-headed. No, I'm just at, like, a simmering five. <laughs> All right. How about we talk about the Dallas Open? Uh, uh yeah you know it's interesting um man you know we had we we were kind of ramping up with all these events before covid you know and then covid swung around and everything just stopped right we all and the whole world stopped right for everything not just legion obviously uh but now it I, man during covid we must have gotten this huge resurgence of players because there's like events everywhere. And, you know, John has said on here that like the Evo rankings, like, how do you get, how do you get ranked? It's well, you have a, a tournament of 20 or more. Right. And we're starting to see more and more of these, like, for instance, there's this, this place, uh, this game store down in Tampa, luminous games, they're putting on these tournaments and they're getting tons of people to go to these things like over 20 players. I don't think they have a cap. I think they've got a big space down there that they're playing like, and this isn't like some big, convention event you know what i mean this is just like somebody in tab is like hey i'm I'm gonna put on a legion event and all these people are going you know and i just think this is what's going to make this game even greater than it is is all these stores uh tos taking a chance and going you know what i'm gonna put on an event and then you the players and listeners going to those events you know and supporting that and because the more events we have the more players we'll have which means the bigger events will be even bigger and and you know all these companies and people will be able to 
support those and put more money into them when they know there's a player base coming. Why does 40K do so well? Why do all these conventions put so much into 40K? It's because they get hundreds and hundreds of players, right? Like if we could get two to 300 players per large event, like a Gen Con or an Adepticon, well, then we would get whatever we wanted too. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, down with 40K. Out with 40K. Yeah. Play Legion Bring down the Emperor. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Dallas Open, yeah, sorry. That was my little tangent on... I'm I'm just amazed at all these places. Like, like look at uh, Rocky Tops coming up at the end of the month. I'll be at that, so if you're there, say hi. Uh, But, like, that went from, like, what, 10 players to over... They've got 64 now. So it's like... Dude, what is it's amazing? Like, what's happening? I love this. So good. Yeah. yeah, I was just looking at the Discord the other day and I was shocked by how many tournaments are in the there's like a subsection for tournaments and cons, and there's 14 different channels in that subsection now mm-hmm. for upcoming tournaments. Um, yeah. So I was, I was like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> over yeah. in Europe, too, they have tons of stuff. So as you yeah. guys know, I'm moving there and I already have like three events what? that I'm booked to go to. There's a uh German Worlds qualifier that's happening in a few months. There's the M Norden, which is this big old tournament that's just been put on by the community. There's a Worlds qualifier in the UK. It's uh, I think the London GT is the name of it. Just double check that, make sure I'm not saying it wrong. You know yeah, what? I'm gonna right, put but... you on the spot here, and I'm gonna Uh-oh. I'm I'm gonna require something of you right here. So, you know, Lucas said he's he's moving to Europe, so he may not be able to rotate on scoundrels as much. So what I want you to do, Lucas, is what we're going to do is you're going to be our man in the field in Europe and you're going to give us reports on what's going on in Europe. And so we'll do interviews with you on your time when you can do it. I don't have a life. So like whenever you want, I'll, I'll record it with you and you can do a little man in the field action. Sounds good. I'll give you some. It's the UK Grand Championship, by the way, not the London GT. Yeah. So but... all you people in Europe that listen to us, bug Lucas for stuff now. But you, yeah, you, you come got, you the, tournaments. You got to wear the man in the field hat from <laughs> yeah. MXC, that Japanese yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I love that show. Oh my god. We'll get you. We'll get you one of those hats. Oh. Yeah. Lucas, you know what I'm we're talking get a about? Press bag. You got I don't Amazon. know what show this. Is. You're too young for this. Look, at, look up MXC yeah. most extreme challenge. Oh my god, it's so good. most extreme challenge. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so good. It's a real thing. That's the best part about it. Oh my god, yeah. All right. Uh, Dang, these are some outfits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you took like the Savari hat. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> oh, oh man, man in the field. Perfect. All right. Um, what we were talking about, Dallas Open. Dallas uh, Open. Yeah, that <laughs> happened in, I assume, Dallas. Um, One would hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it was interesting. It was six-round Swiss. There were six players that ended up five and one. I guess they kept playing after they had. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this is the dreaded what happens if the X and O player loses in the last yeah. round of the Paradigm. That's what happened. <laughs> so... I guess they, uh, it looks like they did MOV. Um, so the winner based on that was Matthew Millam, who was running actually a pretty interesting list. Um, it was Vader with a bunch of snows, basically. Uh, mm, and the storms, short version. But and yeah. storms, yeah. Um, yeah, Vader, Vader good. Uh, this was Operative yeah. Vader, by the way, not Commander Vader. Mm-hmm. 
Um, One thing that I thought was interesting was the duck and cover on the scout trooper strike teams. Yeah, I've never seen anyone do that. I was gonna say um, the same thing. It's so cheap now, and now that low profile is like actually good. Yeah, um, I could see it in the sniper fight. Right, it turns light cover into cover three. I guess. Uh, no, it turns light cover into cover two. It turns well, yeah, but then low profile three. bumps it up into cover three. Yeah, right. You you, well, cover. he's saying he's saying you would have light plus the suppression, which would give you a heavy, and then you would then you would get yeah. Oh, I extra. see. I yeah. gotcha. Yeah. I guess right. right. Normally, light cover in the sniper war is yeah, basically yeah. open because they have sharp shooter. Open. Whereas Correct. this makes it so your sniper can go into light cover yep. and still get that full low profile cover three. Yeah. Ah. Except these are naked scout troopers. Oh, wait, naked full scouts. Sorry, they're not naked. They have duck and cover, but they do not have a sniper rifle. These are not strike teams. These are full scouts. Oh, so this is a a DLT on the website. Maybe the uh, I'm looking at at TT tabletop TO right now. Yeah, three scout troopers, 48 points. Yeah, those are the with duck and cover. I, so yeah, this yeah. is a threat saturation list, if ever I saw one. Yeah. Yeah, this I like is it. interesting. It's interesting. Well, I think that mid, you know, that the, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at it going, I, 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 listen, I know, you know, like we've been talking about wanting to put Gideon in a set of snow troopers for a while. Uh, well, no, not Gideon, the other one. Uh, but Gideon's a good move and oh. snow troopers as well. Yeah, Dell's yeah. good, you know. But yeah, I think it, listen, it's the Wild West, man. Like, clearly yeah. anything is possible right now. Yeah. And there's there's two other Empire lists in this top six. Um, yep. One Vader and one Iden, I think. Uh, yep. And then there's what what else? The OP Luke gunline, right? The DLT gunline yep. that we've we've seen a number of times now. And then and then a droid list with um uh oh I'm sorry, it is not Iden, it is Veers with an ATST. Man after your own heart, Jay. Huh. Yeah. That's, just one. That's... <laughs> <laughs> just, just, one just one. Just one. Okay, you of... can't gatekeep Empire anymore, trader. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I guess you, you guys to talk anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Somebody's figured out how to play Empire now. Everyone's jumping on board. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the one who's in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's Veers and an ST with a bunch of storms. And actually, um, I misspoke. It's just the one Vader because the other one is an item list. So yeah, Veer, um, Snow Troopers, storms, targeting targeting scopes on storms. That's like another an Gideon Haskin snows. Yeah, is this the yeah. the new thing? It's funny. We were just talking about this on the Discord. Um, it's kind of interesting. Like, studies are a really good keyword. Um, Gideon's yeah. a little expensive, I think, for that yeah. unit. Um, but, uh, uh, It looks like he's doing some coordinate mischief with that one because he's got Gideon in the comms tech with an HQ uplink. So he's given them an order so that they can get orders to... I guess one other core unit. I don't know. Maybe you give it to the storms. 
one of the I don't know what you would give it to. Well, it's for the uh, the recover turn, right? With Imperial Discipline. It makes it so you can hit your snows and all your storms all at once. Because right, normally it's Veers and two other troopers yep. for uh, Imperial Discipline. Oh, uh, yeah. So then you've got your four main. Yeah, because he's got one naked storm in there, yeah. too. And yep. so all the other storms have specialist T21s but, targeting scopes. So I think he like yeah, comes in with everybody, probably like coordinated fire. Is he running that? Yeah. And then turn to Imperial Discipline. Okay, so again. here's my problem with that is you're not giving your order to the ATST, which is what needs an order in this list. Because you're leaving it in the bag with basically uh, a commander to strike teams and an ATST. So if you got mm -hmm. a one in four chance of pulling your ATST, like. I mean, I'm sure you'd use one of those Imperial Discipline orders for the ATST. Yeah, maybe. But then that goes counter to what Lucas was saying. You know, you think Lucas knows everything, and then he says something stupid yeah, actually, like that. And the ATST does not have link targeting, right? So you might yeah. be you might be right there, Lucas. Yeah, I think he's just going to the back. He's focusing on the core for that alpha, and then yeah. letting the everyone else kind of just yeah timing. Hey, I mean, listen, he, uh, this guy was second, right? Yeah, second. Hey, yep. Jordan. Then, yeah. So we've got those three empire lists, and then we have a. Um, sort of a quote-unquote standard uh, <laughs> separatist list with, you know, the double spiders and a super attack and Magnus and everything. And then um, Ugh, nasty. Uh, and then we've got one of those rebel DLT captain lists. And then uh, the last yep. one is a Republic Saber Anakin Padme <laughs> yeah. list. Yeah. So more standby sharing with the saber tank this one featuring anakin instead of yoda and that one got third so yep. so for those of you keeping track at home it's imperial imperial republic imperial separatist rebel yep so for uh, those that were complaining that imperial needs to win something two tournaments right. in a go. row they've been in the top in the top four yeah empire's yeah. had a great win rate for a while it just has they haven't and, grabbed that top well, spot. And one would argue if there's six people that are five and one, did, did they really win? <laughs> well, Real winners were the friends we made along the way, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just say by being half of the five ones, Empire grabbed the win. Um, yeah. Somebody, this observation while we're on the subject of Empire wins <laughs> came up in uh, Invader Chat the other day. But um, how many players? So I will tell you that there are Empire has won um, four major tournaments in the U.S. since 2019. Um, how many players would you guess represent those four wins? Four. I can no, because I already know two or one person. I'm trying to <laughs> one of those people is sitting here, so I got two, and I'm trying to think of what the fourth one was. I think it's three people, maybe two. It's two, two, so it's you and Luke yeah. Cook. There's a, there's only two two players that have won majors in the U.S. with Empire. So you won, what was that, Nova? Nova and Invader League Season 3, if you count and then that. the other ones are Luke Cook? Yep, and Luke was uh, Worlds and uh, LVO. LVO. Those are the only Empire U.S. major wins. <laughs> <laughs> it seems weird that there's so few, but that's the number. Yeah, it doesn't seem weird. I think because every time it just like this, the not the new developers, the old developers hated Empire because every time something <laughs> good for Empire came out, 
they would then release like Tonto. Hey, why don't you go back to your Luke? <laughs> like and we would Sabine have over here. We, we would have we you. would have uh, short. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, let's, Death let's, Troopers. Let's get real here for a minute while we're talking about Tontons. Would come. <laughs> there just... were there were three tournaments yeah. during during the quote unquote Tonton meta where Tontons were in their unnerfed state. Yep. How many of those tournaments were won by Empire? I know. Yeah, I know. Two of them. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say how many were won by Tontons. That's what the the other one. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. just kidding. I don't think that. I that was. I'm just saying. Just saying. I just like to stir the pot sometimes. Hey, traders will be shot. Those are your words. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Long live the empire. Um. Okay. Anyway, what were you talking about? I don't know. I think Lucas. I. You know what, Lucas? Fine. Fine. So round out. We're gonna do a live stream. Empire versus Empire. You bring your best Empire list. I'll bring my best one, and I'm gonna <laughs> smash you into the ground. And then you're gonna be like, you know what? I'm glad Jay's not playing Empire anymore. Let's do it. Just give All me right. a time and date post graduation, pre graduation. I'm sorry, I'm booked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fair. Right. We're gonna we're gonna do that as one of our not necessarily one of our podcast episodes, but we'll definitely stream it. Hey, how about you make it out of singly limb for East Coast and then we can uh, play each other after that? I'm out. Oh, singly limb. Oh, I'm yeah, in West yeah, Coast, yeah. so yeah, we both oh, yeah, make yeah, it out. Right, right. All right, well, let's see. I mean, I can't play Empire then, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've already signed up with some... Locked into Rebels. Yeah, I'm already married on that one. I, I, can't, I can't really have a side hustle, but yeah. All right, all right. We're Enough doing it, Kyle. Just shut up. We're doing this, Kyle. I know. Do I'm excited about us. it. You can't stop us. You can't stop us. You guys got beef to settle. I can't wait to stomp off. you in the ground. Oh, it's gonna feel so good. <laughs> Everyone's gonna laugh. <laughs> so Jay, yeah, yeah. If I win this. All right. Will the fifth trooper be mine? We put that on the line. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta pay all the bills too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right good times we'll, we'll come up with something we'll come up yeah, with something we'll, come, really we'll come up with some real stakes yeah some yeah. stakes yeah yeah um some kind of embarrassing thing that the loser has yeah. to do yeah. yeah uh like play right. republic <laughs> <laughs> come on. i might end up playing republic for atlantic city just because that's what's uh, in my case still and i whatever anything <laughs> seriously <laughs> Yeah, the waffling is, is bad. Yeah, I've got yeah. some, How got about, some unpainted, uh, still unpainted, some DLT cap, captains here. Um, and don't even some, bother. It's a flash in the pan. I've got some, some ISF over there. Uh, mostly Gideon and Dell for use in a wow. team list. Wow. But, Just in case um, any of you wondered how Kyle picks this list, it's whatever's doing well in the moment. <laughs> you just hear him. Captain, DLT captains, and ISF, yeah. Wonder how you got those ideas, Kyle. For use in a Palpatine list, Jay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. I've derailed this enough. I, I was off last week. I didn't. I, I was jealous that you guys got to talk about stuff without me. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, we are going to get to talk about Force users with you though, in a minute. But we should probably Ooh. do the Pikes first because yeah, that's like actual preview thing. So Super spicy. You know, somebody want to tell us about the pikes? Yeah, I could hit it off for us. So we got yeah. some info about the pikes, and we had spoiled the pike syndicate foot soldier unit. 
it's a four model unit in the uh what's the term uh affiliation that's the new word they're yeah. in the pike affiliation that's their top left corner they're able to be mm -hmm. played in empire rebel separatist and gar so all the factions four models white saves with the surge no surging on offense one health one courage in melee they have two white dice with the stun baton and their main weapon is the p13 long blaster one to three one black dice similar to the black sun they have a whole slew of keywords that go along with them they have danger sense two, outmaneuver, self-preservation which is when you check whether you are panicked you can only check pe from people in your own affiliation you can't just use any commander and then independent dodge at the start of the activation phase if you do not have an order you gain one dodge token mm. and they are 40 points. Cause I think we already had their stats spoiled, but this mm -hmm. gave us all the points because right when, when you just see stats, you don't know exactly it's, where that lands. It's kind of meaningless without points. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is a good strong unit card. It's they're basically rebel troopers without mm -hmm. nimble, but with some other stuff. Um, clearly up and over natively is good. Obviously, you can get that in Rebel Troopers if you just get a captain. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, independent dodge where they get a free dodge, also good. Uh, potentially kind of a wash with like Vigilance if you're using Nimble with Vigilance. Um, functionally similar. Mm -hmm. um, except, of course, they don't have Nimble, so they can only spend that once. Um, but they do have Danger Sense, too, which is like a straight a straight buff, you know, if they've got that suppression. Yeah. Um, the downside keyword is self-preservation. We talked about this one with Black Sun, but basically you're going to want to plan to make sure that these guys don't panic at two suppression. Uh, so you're going to want to either bring their counterpart uh, leadership upgrade, which we'll get to in a second, I'm sure, which I think it's, what's called, it's a cape, capo, capo. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, or just bring whatever the, you know, the Pike commander, which is that same guy. And I don't think. Yeah, it's the capo. We also for, had him, him spoiled. Yet but we don't have numbers yet Okay. or points. So they showed as a unit card, but not the points. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you, you want to either bring that commander or the upgrade um, because having a courage one core unit that panics on two suppression is really bad. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a, you know, this is, a, this is a keyword soup on this card clearly, but um, it's kind of a hidden cost of bringing yeah. these guys. So, yeah, they seem yeah, pretty good. I think the stun baton is kind of interesting. It's two white dice with no surges, so it's same average uh, damage output as like a rebel trooper. Um, but you can give this surges, yep. and it scales a lot better with the surge than the other way. So it's kind of a side grade, but a little interesting. It's a little better if you're able to get a surge. And you're kind of crit fishing, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's clearly not as good as the Black Sun red dice fisticuffs yeah brass knuckle situation but um it's pretty good it's something not to mess around with especially if you give these guys a whip which is one of their heavy weapon upgrades yeah so i could go through all their personnel upgrades and heavy weapons yeah go for they it. have the pike syndicate foot soldier and it's pike syndicate foot soldier only it's the extra guy nine points um but this has cash aim, which means at the beginning of the game, you start with an aim and you're able to spend that anytime during the game. So nice little upgrade. Uh, don't mind having one free aim. Often people will bring stuff like the Stormtrooper Specialist, 
which is the same cost. And it's essentially a free aim. You can recover to get it back with the stormtrooper specialist, but pretty decent ability. Then also the Pike Syndicate Capo or Capo. Um, it's Pike Syndicate for soldiers only. You add the Capo and you gain Courage, one Courage, so you're at Courage 2, and you gain Independent Surge 1. I think it's Capo. capo? I also think it's Capo because like I, I think it's short for Captain, yeah. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, you're fired. He's <laughs> <laughs> coming after me. I didn't. Little did I know, saying I'm his replacement in passing was going to get <laughs> ah, just rage. I was just raging <laughs> all week. Wasn't it two weeks ago that he was trying to replace me? Yeah, well, yeah. You, you don't <sighs> rage. You just you just let things go. You know, you're, yeah, no, you're I'm a nice saying, um, I'm just saying Luke's an ambitious ladder climber, you know? He is, yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to get to the top. Came after, gamble, the, came after the Empire and saying he's the best at that. Now he's saying he's the best podcast host. I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I never said that. Just, just like my kids, I'm going to have to knock him down a peg or two, let him know <laughs> who's the king of the kingdom over here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think these are both kind of interesting. Uh, I would I would only bring the um, foot soldier if you have capo as your mm. commander so you don't have to yeah. deal with the courage situation also worth noting that unlike black sun these guys do not have a keyword that natively lets them like not lose actions to suppression yeah mm-hmm. um so even if you bring the commander you're still you know only going to get one action if you have a suppression which isn't great so yeah. um personally i lean like if i had to pick a personal upgrade to put on these guys i would lean towards the the capo to give them courage too and that surge token um, but cash aim is interesting, you know. You don't you don't have to use it till you need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think all that cash stuff is like it's it it's still I've been I've been having trouble like as I'm seeing this stuff come out, and I know you know we've talked about it and you guys talked about it a little bit last week, but like just having trouble wrapping my head around how the like what their place is in certain factions, you know. And I think I think like some of these like these guys will probably have like an interesting place in Gar um you know but like other than that i'm like yeah. i don't know i don't maybe empire but i i think the other ones are better i you know it's just like they they seem which i like i think it's good i think it's good that they're more like flourishes to lists than than like you know you're like oh god i gotta take this thing it's more like no i gotta design something around this that makes sense to take this yep. you know what i mean which i really i really do like that yeah yeah, and I really dig them putting an actual ability on the, the quote-unquote generic mini. Yeah. Um, rather than just having it at a body. I think that's really interesting. Well, cause, right, because why would you take them? Right. Like, no one takes them, right? That was the whole yeah. joke. Everyone asked why we're called the fifth trooper, and it was because you have a unit of four and you never take the fifth one and you're always left out. And so that was the, the joke. original joke. Just, <laughs> yeah, the original joke of the fifth trooper, right? Because it's just like they do nothing and they're like, they're just an extra body. And you're like, well, I could spend that money somewhere else, you know? Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Lucas. Yeah, let's, hit these, let's hit these heavies real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so to round out all the spoilers, we also have the Electra Whip Soldier, which adds one mini. It is uh, melee to range one and it has two red dice, immobilize one, and suppressive, all for 10 points, so very cheap, heavy upgrade, only mm-hmm. one point more than the foot soldier for keeping track. They also have the P13M disruptor soldier, which is, again, Pike Syndicate, foot soldiers only, range one to four, one red, two blacks, impact one. 
So it's kind of like a DLT, but with more dice. Yeah, I think these are both super interesting. The only uh, Empire like, DLT. Yeah, yeah, Empire yeah. DLT. Yeah, yeah. My, my only concern, really, with the Electro Whip, I really like it, but the white defense dice kind of worry me a little bit with that, right? Because you like, you want them to get into the mix with things or get close to something that could very easily wipe them off the planet. Uh, with white dice, you know, and so it's it's interesting and I'm not down. I, I don't know. You know, we've got to see it and start playing it and get some use out of it. I, I think it's very interesting and I yeah, like. Go ahead, Lucas. Sorry. It could be cool as like a one of. Um, yeah, it's only 10 points, so it's kind of just an extra body. And then like if a do back is coming by, you whip a do back. It's stuck in place. And, you know, if you're playing something like a rebel dodge spam gun line, if Dubax get into your gun line, those guys are toasted. Um, so maybe, you know, having one whip in there is a nice deterrent to slow down some of those melee units, give your gun line time to shoot them before they engage. It's only 10 points, right? It doesn't seem that good, but for 50 points total, right, you're getting a five-man unit that's a hedge against melee and then can also shoot with five blacks at range three. Not the worst thing. And they, and they gets free dodges and has that maneuver. So, yeah, free dodges. Like, do you yeah. really want to spend your time shooting a 50-point unit that has free dodges and that maneuver? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's interesting as as this strikes me very much as a defensive weapon. Mm -hmm. um, I could even see this. I mean, you mentioned it bringing in a list where maybe you don't have like your own melee counter like a force user, but I could even see it sort of alongside a force user because you could force push something, you know, into a standby from these guys or force push something and then and then whip it um yeah whip, whip it real good whip it whip it good and uh you know it just gives you like another tool in your toolbox mm -hmm. against those melee threats is like a nice little soft melee counter i definitely would not try using this offensively these guys are not they don't appear to be an assault unit maybe somebody will prove me wrong <laughs> but um the strike this feels to me kind of like the rad cannon on uh the b1s where it's like man if you can take this on BTs, which is like a real assault unit, that'd be amazing, but you can't. Um, mm -hmm. This kind of feels like the same category. The fact that it's so cheap, I think, makes it legitimately yeah, much worth more think, thinking about. Um, but yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think it's great. Like, uh, I've really, so far, the few things that we've seen, and, and granted, we, you know, I don't believe are game breaking and I think are just really interesting added pieces to all like that one's for what all four factions and the other one's only for two, but like, you know, it's just, it's just super interesting. And I'm just going, Oh, that is, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. Like you could do this or this, you know, but it's just not those like auto takes. I really, I really like it. I think they did a great job on these so far. I've, I've been, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, like because it's one of those things. Like if you don't have it, you don't feel like you're missing out either. Right. Yeah, like you, you know might I mean? pick up one to try it or something, but it's yeah. you know if you're not picking up Shadow Collection, Collection, Collective. If you're not collecting Shadow Collective, um, you don't feel like obligated to buy it because right. you're going to be like totally hosed if you're not running yeah. something yeah. from it. You know, uh, which I think is great. And yeah, this the disruptor, um, <laughs> not a ranged for a mobilized weapon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't initially thought um it's just like a normal like you said i think a good comparison is the empire dlt mm -hmm. um clearly uh better at range three because you're adding the black dice from um 
the yeah. rest of the unit. And then that's that's actually like a pretty, you know, it's not a super spiky pool like a Z6 would be, but you're talking about, uh, you know, six black and a red, or if you take the capo, seven black and a red, which is a pretty reliable pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have the capo, you have that surge too. Right. So yeah, that's a decent, that's a decent range three pool. Yeah. Um, now that's 80 points. So that's, that's getting on the upper end of core units. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you're, if you're considering paying 77 points for a, uh, you know, rebel DLT with a captain and situational awareness, you know, this is 80 points for something that functions kind of similarly, a little bit mm-hmm. less good, um, you know, range four poke, cause it doesn't have the critical, um, maybe a little bit easier to like get up and running, you know, the, the dodge spam, there's sort of a, there's sort of a first turn danger zone where like, you don't have your dodges up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these guys start with dodges. Um, so it feels very similar functionally to a rebel DLT captain with situational awareness to me. Yeah. Um, which, you but, know, like if you could take those in factions that aren't rebels, you probably would consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it's they feel very similar, but right, only rebels can take a dodge spam DLT army. Whereas if you want to do something similar, right, you could slot these guys into any faction. Um, yeah. I think there is also another case where they these guys really shine is potentially in a Gar army. Yeah. With 100%. exemplar sharing. Yeah. Because what does Gar struggle with? Uh, cheap core units is one, right? These yep. are a fairly inexpensive core unit. And then you also have really powerful exemplar token sharing mechanisms between Padme and Anakin. And these guys have baked into them outmaneuver, which is like exactly what you want. And they're not that expensive. Um, so I could definitely see you slot some disruptors and capos into an army with yeah. some, yeah. some Luke and Padme. And I mean, even if you've got some of the, like this, these are perfect candidate, I think for targeting scopes. Like, you know, Kyle, you were talking about, you know, not having some of that punch, but you, you throw some targeting scopes on here. Well, now you're going to have some more opportunity for that, I think. Especially if you have exemplar aims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think these guys are really interesting. I think they're most interesting to me in Republic and like an Anakin Padme yep. exemplar list. Um, you know, the cheapest that you can get a core unit that has outmaneuver right now in Republic is 90, 91 points. Um, these guys, if you grab that disruptor and the cap are 80 and that's a courage two unit. So, yep. um, you know, that's only five more points than a phase one Z six, which is courage one. Now, clearly, um, they cannot share clone tokens and obviously they also don't have red saves. So those are two pretty significant drawbacks relative to like a phase one. Yeah. But if you have access to exemplar tokens, you know, that, that sort of hedges against that. Uh, not access to clone tokens a little bit and then um you know they have danger sense and they have that maneuver so that might make up a little bit for the um the lack of red saves so if you're building like a a core centric anakin padme list uh you know you have to take three clones anyway so you might as well take your three clones maybe make two of them like beefy clones with overwatch or something and then take your naked phase one as your third clone mm. and then take like two of these guys yeah and you save some points over um you know uh either a phase one with a captain or um, a phase two so it allows you to really flesh out the rest of your army a little more because i feel yep. like sometimes clone lists always have i often will see like one naked 
phase one or something um, kind of in there just to get activations up and share tokens. Whereas saving some of these points, maybe now you don't have, a, you know, four clones kid out and one naked one, you could have three kid out clones and, you know, two pikes, save cool. some points, make a little more well-rounded army. These guys are potentially also pretty interesting in droids just as a unit that can kind of like do its own thing. Um, you know, people joke about AI not being a, like being a non-keyword because it's so easy to mitigate with coordinate, but in order to mitigate it with coordinate, like your, your, your B1s have to be within range one of each other. <laughs> so doing things like flanking or doing an objective somewhere else or just, you know, dropping a unit on a flank and doing its own thing, that's not, that's often not an option that droid players have and these guys would give them a way to do that besides taking a b2 which is again a little bit more expensive so yeah mm -hmm. um, clearly they're not as beefy as a b2 but they're also cheaper so it's a little bit cheaper of a way to get you know one or two units that can kind of act independently of your main droid swarm and droids yeah we got one other card spoiled that is not uh particular to just the pikes but it's a general gear i believe it will come in the pike box um but this is prepared supplies which is cash one dodge it's a gear and it's five points so a dodge for five points maybe in one of those dodge spam lists if you're really worried about that turn one you for five more points to pop now you with your two vigilances um your whole gun line just has dodges all game long it's a little expensive to do that, but maybe that's one case. Yeah, I love that this card is five points and not like yeah. three three points or two points. Um, <laughs> this to me seems like perfectly priced to kind of make you think about spamming yeah. it. Because yep. mm -hmm. um, yeah, this would be a clear, oh yeah, I'm running a DLT captain situational awareness dodge spam list. I just want to take five of these. Yeah, but then you're paying 25 points for that, right, which is right. kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's good enough that you're like, you know, hey, this is like this is an on-demand dodge is a really good ability uh, for five points. Like you might consider that on um, quite a few. I mean, I could see this on Sabine in her second gear slot. Take a recon mm -hmm. intel and this thing with situational awareness, and then you've got an on-demand dodge to Brock Nimble. Um, I could see this on Commander Luke. Mm -hmm. how many force users would love an on-demand dodge <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yeah uh you know gin could be potentially interesting um iden look at this on iden yeah i was just yeah. gonna say um so yeah this is a really interesting upgrade i'm very glad that it's five points and not less than that this seems like yeah. the right 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 price i totally agree because if it was cheaper, it would just be too easily spammable. Yeah. Um, but at this cost, you might take it on a core here or there in certain lists, but especially for heroes, it's still more of a choice, like all the people we just listed. So I'm a big fan of the, both these units so far. Um, I yeah. feel like from first looks, I like where they're at. They, they each have places that they seem interesting, um, but nothing that jumps out as like, oh, I'm my fear with the pikes when i first saw that was spoiled that they're in all four factions before we had the points was like i hope they're not really good yeah. because i don't want to roll up to every table and it to just be oh what faction flavor of pikes are you playing yeah yeah uh, so i'm very happy that they ended up in a place where there's definitely some armies like the 
the clone army, it seems, will straw again, maybe in a rebel army or say you're in a faction and you want to do a gun line that's more like the rebel dodge spam gun line, but you're not rebels. You could take a bunch of these, build out something similar um, with, you know, you could do some, I could see something cool with like mall and some pikes. Yeah. Um, so you could have more of like a mall gun line because I really like mall, but the thing that makes me hesitate sometimes is there was the B2 army Kyle did. But I really like like a force user with a gun line. And I feel like Maul would be so perfect if he had like a really tough gun line behind him. And so I could see some pikes with Maul just so that he has that range firepower because Maul is like uniquely good at far range fighting and going in and out. Well, and like, yeah. you know, I was looking at this from the Rebels side because that's what faction I'm playing right now, Lucas. Uh, Traitor. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, this allow these guys kind of allow you to do some like a little bit of both and like one of the lists I was looking at was like a double tauntaun, double wookies, two pike syndicates with the disruptor and the capo, three rebel troopers with the DLT and a rebel officer with vigilance. So you could have all these range four, like you know, putting down suppressive fire while you're you know while your melee units run up the the sides and just like crash into the enemy unit you know and i think because they're a little bit you know cheaper uh they allow for that and or and they have different options cheaper is probably not the right word but you know they have allow for different options that just open up a whole different world yeah i think it's really interesting i feel like everything so far that has been previewed like the pricing is like on point yeah yeah chef's really, kiss Mwah. Mwah. yeah like do, <laughs> do i want this i don't know it seems really interesting but i'm not sure if i want to spam it yeah yeah um they'll definitely see play but i don't think they're going to just like dominate tables yeah no uh okay set it for pikes we did it awesome um I, I guess we can talk about the commander when we actually know how much it costs yeah, that'll make more sense. I think we, yeah. we spoke about the pikes before, but the tough part is when you don't yeah. have points, it's so hard to come up with lists or how it's going to fit right. into the meta. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll wait to do the commander until we have that full unit card. Um, all right. Uh, how do you counter a force user when you don't have a force user? Yeah, shoot so them. shoot them a lot. You shoot them. <laughs> In Invader League, I've been playing with the Iden Dubax army, and I think four, three out of my five games all had Force users. And I feel like something I hear pretty often is some people say, oh, I bring a Force user because I don't know how to handle a Force user without my own Force push and Force user to handle them. Um, and I feel like that's something I've heard quite a few players echo. And mm. so I think it's a it's a fine balancing act, but you can definitely do it. So that's it was one of my thoughts with talking about this is what are those things if you're used to having the crutch of your own force push in your army to deal with an enemy force user how can you do it without that what are those things lucas tell us yeah yeah <laughs> i think there's a variety uh first is flanking i typically try to flank the force user early okay so i think i'm coming from a gun line perspective right now a long range gun line and i will often try and get flanks with my other my snipers and my long range threats so i used to play a lot of bosk krennic also before i did the iden army and bosk is really long range and so i'll often do is try and get on flanks of your force user enemy force user to get early damage um 
because if you can get that damage early, it's much easier to deal with them once they get in. And there's only so many line of sight blockers. And if you deploy properly, you can often get that flank and get some early shots um, because they could good, very defensive and far back, but that gives you more time to maneuver, get into position to take care of them. But if they deploy aggressively, go for those flanks, go for those early shots, especially don't be afraid to shoot them with snipers because they can't dodge your snipers if you're uh, yep. galactic civil war snipers. So I think first steps early on, if you can try to get those flanks, get those opening shots. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, I, I think it's similar with heavies. You, there's two options. You shoot them or focus fire on them or you ignore them until you can't anymore. Those are like your, those are your options. And, and I, and, and that's why I think like for me, the transition from playing a double heavy list over to a Luke Sabine list, it's, they're very similar in that kind of like mindset. Right. And it's like, okay, I want them to have orders. I want them to not get shot. <laughs> like, and I want them to kill things before they die. Like these are all the, the, the general like base, things that I want out of those two units. And, and I would say, yeah, you know, one of the things um, too is, you know, Lucas talk about flanking, but even if you can just get in some shots, like even if it's just sniper shots or just it, like, if it seems even minimal at the time, just do it anyways, because you're it, the, the war of attrition, right? Because by the time a, a force user is going to make their big moves, it's going to be a couple turns in, generally speaking and so if you can stack some suppression and wounds on them before they can get into that you know into that attack then that's you know it you're going to make your opponent think twice like oh god should i dive in or you know he's already got two wounds they've already mm -hmm. got two wounds what should i do yeah right? these sorry go ahead i'll just say snipers with high velocity if you can get those shots, if you get one damage through, even if they're in heavy cover, right, that's a 50-50 chance that they're going to take that wound, assuming they don't have a surge. Vader's obviously a little different. Yep. Um, but that's huge, right? Most force users are roughly six health. So if you get a two sniper shots, on average, you're going to get a wound through, and you just did one-sixth of your work for taking out this force user. Because uniquely, high velocity and keeping them dodgeless is really powerful. So don't be afraid. You might feel like you're wasting it because they're immune pierce, but I think that's a big misconception. Shoot them with them snipers because a wound on a force user is better than a wound on anyone else. 100%. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. think about the fact that that force user has basically the same amount of health as like a stormtrooper unit, right? Yeah. Like six health, you know, seven in Jedi Luke or Vader's case or eight in Commander Vader's case. Clearly seven slash eight, that's getting to be a lot, but like six health is really not that much. Um, mm -hmm. And those red dice are really fickle. So if you make them roll saves, clearly you shouldn't necessarily expect to kill them with that early chip damage, uh, but it's more about limiting options, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you have a force user and you're thinking about getting in there on turn two or three or four, and you've already taken a couple of wounds, that really changes your calculus because, you know, at some point you're getting into that danger territory where you know, you can't safely hide in melee if the thing that you're in melee with, even if it's not a melee unit, can just randomly get lucky and punch you to death. Um, right. And once you're taking like, you know, three-ish wounds, you're kind of in that territory where if you melee a stormtrooper unit, they might just punch you to death. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
you know, it's the, that early chip damage is more about limiting options than having some kind of realistic expectation of killing them outright. Clearly, if that happens, you know, and you get super lucky and they roll some bad saves or something, great. Right. Um, but it's still useful to do wounds to them just to limit their options early. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kyle, I've hid Luke really well. You haven't been able to get any shots on him. You know, we're at a point in the game where I have to dive. Like, I, you know I'm coming. What do you do? Take stand Yep. Maybe they get shot off. Maybe they don't. Um, you know, standbys are often, again, more about limiting your opponent's options than anything else. Like, once you take a standby, you've kind of taken tempo, right? Because if you've got a standby and your opponent has to move into range of that standby to do something with their force user, then they can't go with their force user right then. They have mm-hmm. to go with something else to shoot that standby off. And then once they've done that, you can take another standby, right? Um, so, and sometimes you can take standbys in locations where they can't shoot them off. Uh, yeah. you know, a lot of force user lists are kind of shorter ranged. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, take those standbys. Like it's, it's kind of an oversimplification. Um, but the other thing too, is if you can't get shots at all early and that force user, try and just eliminate activations, whatever, like the cheapest, squishiest thing is kill it. Yep. Um, cause force users really like to go last. Yep. And, you know, if you've killed two or three of your opponent's activations and you've got 10 and they suddenly have seven or eight, like they can't go last. You get to go mm-hmm. two to three times after they go. So, yeah, they're really hiding them hard. So in invader league this season, a lot of my games, like I said, is playing against force users. And something that would catch people off is I'm playing the tax strike list. I would put Aiden and Dell on their snipers and just turn one tax strike and double move, shoot their snipers and try and knock, you know, that's two crits with Pierce one that often will kill a sniper. And against many force users, um, you know, them after turn one being at eight activations, that really limits what they can do because force users kind of like Kyle said, it only takes a few big hits to bring them down. So it's really careful with their health. And so if you can take out those activations, now if they dive, you might have two to three of remaining activations. You could potentially withdraw, shoot them, um, set up with extra standbys. You could, you know, set up a standbys and I have two people who can just straight up go after that, even if they deal with the standbys. Um, eliminating activations. If you can't get at the force user, just start knocking off activations. It doesn't matter if it's mortars, snipers, um, it's another low health. I guess separatists don't have too many super low health things. I'm trying to think, what's a good thing to knock off for a separatist? Because spider droids are kind of hard to kill. B1's right. got a lot of wounds. B2's are kind of hard to kill. I usually focus on B1s. I mean, yes, yeah. they have a lot yeah. of wounds, but they also have paper thin armor. So yeah, like every paint you can push through is going to be a B1 that you're picking up. I agree. And I find, uh, here's a little tip for you CIS players and what not to do. I find that people are a little bit more aggressive with those B ones because they have that mindset of all the health. Like mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, I, this is going to be fine. And then if you're just like, shoot, 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 shoot. They're like, Oh, this isn't fine. They're gone now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think another really big thing with fighting force users when you don't have your own is knowing your range bands for engagement. Um, for example, with the force user with force push, you cannot leave anything roughly 16 inches within them that has activated because they can move, move force, push and engagement. And now they're in your army. So a really big thing with the gun line, if you don't have a force user, typically, right. If you have your own force user, 
the way people get around really needing to worry about that is if the force user dives in early, you just force push them out and shoot them. As a gun line, you don't have that luxury. So you really have to know that band so that you can basically pick the turn where the force user can engage you. And so right, uh, speed to movement is roughly six inches. A force push is roughly four. So it's um, about two, range two and a half-ish is their engagement range. With burst to speed, it's over range three. Um, it's getting closer to range four. But if you can keep those range bands in mind and make sure that they can't uh, bubble wrap, you know, double move and engage, you just really want to make sure you don't activate a unit and leave them at that range band because you're just yeah. giving that force user an in. Yeah, that's a big no-no, leaving an unactivated unit in range of the force user. Or I'm sorry, an activated unit. You yeah. know, it's gone already. Um, yeah, that's 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 what we're waiting for. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> as soon as that happens, you're like, yes, yes. You, there's my, there's my fool. I can go now. <laughs> oh look, somebody wants a hug. What have you done? Yeah, yeah. So remember um, that force push. It's four inches farther than you think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, this is a lot of like the other thing too. A lot of this can simply come down to just forcing uh, your opponent to delay and, and just making them wait too long for it to even matter. Right. Because uh, the other thing I noticed is people get really scared when you have like, but if you could force me to delay with Luke and then maybe push up like a nonsense unit, if you know you're ahead on points or whatever, and just like have them be like, you know, the, the lambs to the slaughter or whatever, to just kind of like stop the force user from moving forward anymore. Like that's also a good move too. don't be afraid to engage when you know you're ahead on attrition and you can, you, and you know, if they make it too much closer into your lines, like they're going to wipe, they're going to wipe out two or three units, you know, just stop them and slow them down earlier, you know, when, when they don't have any other choices. It's always a good move too. And yeah, sometimes, Right, force users can only do so much to turn, and sometimes kind of just like sacrificing your cheapest stuff to tie up a force user while the rest of your army goes in can work. It's very risky and kind of yep. like a, a risk sometimes you have to take, though. But I'll often find that um, in the list I'm currently playing, I have a lot of naked core. And sometimes if I'm getting flanked by a force user in the gun line, I'll kind of intentionally fend off the force user with my naked core because they can only chop up one unit per turn at best. Right. And those core units are 40 points each. So say over the course of the last three turns, they engage, kill three of my core. That's only 120 points or so um, for a roughly 200 point force user while yeah. my Dubex and Iden and my attack strike is just mowing down their army. Um, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes a sacrifice that you can make. Um, yeah, that army is a little say, unique in that because you can flank yeah. super hard and kind of just like leave your core off to dry and like go in with your dewbacks and deploy your tech somewhere else to get that weird flank. But even with a gun line, right, you might have some cheaper, weaker units that you can kind of sacrifice to let your big hitters continue to bring down their army. Yeah, and I would say to that point, right, because Lucas said something that that triggered something in my brain where he said generally they can only kill and attack one unit so one of the things you want to do is be aware of what force user you're going against and and what their uh what their cards do especially their command cards because you know there's some force users that uh yeah they're going to be able to kill multiple things uh in one turn yeah. so, <laughs> so mm -hmm. watch that you know that's always something to watch yeah i mean really most of them 
have at least one card that does that, right? You got Luke with Son of Skywalker, Palpatine, obviously, and now you will die. Although he's he's kind of a unique, mm-hmm. he almost doesn't apply to this conversation because he doesn't generally hide in melee and yeah, charge right. yeah. Guns, but um, Dooku with fierce surprise intimidation, Yoda with his one pip or his two pip, or just Yoda normally because he can attack twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, Maul, Maul might be the only one, like Vader has implacable. Mm-hmm. Um, Maul might be the only one that really doesn't have a card like that. Come to think of it. Yeah. Obi-Wan, no, I guess he has hello there. Oh, hello there. Can sometimes be that. Yeah. Anakin also doesn't. That's true. Anakin doesn't. You're right. But you know, but but they're gonna do some other trickery, right? That's that's gonna mess with you, and so Anakin's you know, gonna be force pushing your shit into uh, yeah. <laughs> exemplar standbys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just you know, and like one of the things like Luke Op has disengaged, which trips people up all the time. Yeah, and do so, not you forget know, that. Yeah, these these are things. You know, if you have a general working knowledge, and then. And you know, roughly like, you know, that they have this potential to do this at some point, you'll, you'll be in okay shape, but you, you just got to mm-hmm. have a general working knowledge of some of the command cards and roughly what they do. You don't, you don't need to have them memorized, but just know that, you know, Vader's going to be able to toss your stuff up on a building and throw it, you know, across the board. And Luke's going to be able to come in and attack twice and disengage. And, you know, I mean, you just got to, you just have to have a kind of cursory knowledge that that could happen at some point and be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can ever be a hundred percent ready for it, but try to be as close as you can. Cause that's the other thing I find. And you guys could correct me if I'm wrong here, but force users are, are very like flip floppy. Like, they can be really bad and I can do something and you could just kill them. And, and then there's a game will that literally never die and they'll just kill your entire army. It's, it's so weird how they work and how things are set up. And so no mm-hmm. two games that you're going to experience, even if you played the same list twice, will be the same with a force user because the, their ability to just like not die one game and then die in the first round. The second game is just unbelievable. And so, oh yeah, I <laughs> yeah. feel that. Yeah, yeah, um, they can hold on with one health or two health and do a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't be afraid. Just as one last thing, don't be afraid to just punch them. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially if you have something like clearly, if you have a specialized melee unit like Wookies or Royal Guard or Magnus, like that's what they want to be doing, right? Um, but even if you just have a random core unit and you know, they have at least black dice. Uh, yeah, just, you know, clearly you want to assess the situation. Like if they, some, for some reason, um, went into an unactivated unit and you can just withdraw and then shoot them with, them with everything, you should do that, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're in a situation where your choices are like punch them or just withdraw and then not get much out of that withdrawal, like don't be afraid to just punch them. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, stormtroopers especially are deceptively good at punching things because they surge on black dice and then they have precise with an aim. So like, you know, you've got a five man stormtrooper unit. That's five black dice. You're rerolling three of those. They Your chances of getting four to there. five hits into a force user are pretty good. You know, even if he's got a dodge, that's like a wound or two. Um, so 
sometimes yeah. i'll with stormtroopers in particular i'll sometimes go first and melee with the force user because i think i might be able to punch them to kill them like yeah. especially if they're on two health because say uh you have a stormtrooper specialist unit and like uh, luke came in chopped a unit and then force pushed you in uh an aimed stormtrooper hits like as hard as most jedi <laughs> Because yeah. right, they're immune pierce, so six yeah. surging black dice with a aim that rerolls three, um, you can hit real hard. So yeah, so when those force users get low, do not be afraid to punch them out. Yep. And shoot to kill if you you need to bring that force user down. Something I sometimes see people underestimate how many shots it takes, but when you get those opportunities, like say they move into an area where you can see them and they timed it incorrectly or they mismeasured something so that you're just in range or your stuff can shoot, shoot to kill with everything. Like I've had my games where yep. like I killed a Vader in one of my Vader league games by getting two wounds in by aim shooting with a stormtrooper that was naked and a naked shore trooper. And, you know, they were both very close to Vader, but I knew that I needed to kill Vader that turn. Mm -hmm. So I just took everything in my army and aim shot Vader. And yes, you could say, Oh, well, it's a waste to leave your whole army there instead of progressing um but with force users once they are in and you're not in a position where you can ignore them you have to shoot to kill and so don't be afraid to overcommit to killing them because you'd rather like leave all your guys back and just smash the force using the ground and be one turn behind on yeah. you know something else then you underestimate however many shots it takes that force user survives with one health and then you know vader's mites and chuck something onto a building chops down another unit yeah. force pushes a guy like you gotta commit when, to it. When they need to die, you are all in on killing that Ooh. force user. Yep, absolutely. And especially like if they don't have dodges, even if you have something that seems like a better target, like if they're in heavy cover and they don't have a dodge, shoot them. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. if there's like some other unit in the open, shoot the force user. <laughs> yeah, if they don't have a dodge. Um, so. And if they do have a dodge, don't be afraid to shoot them either. Those deflect wounds only happen on one out of six dice. Yeah. I know Just everybody's had that moment where they get like burned. Yeah. You know, <laughs> by some crazy deflect roll. But generally speaking, yeah, you know, deflect rolls are less rare. You know, they're half as rare as a blank, right? Mm -hmm. Other way around. They're half as common as a blank. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, they're twice all, as likely to take a wound than they are to yeah. deflect one back. Well, in. and a it's force all... user wound is more expensive than anyone else, so right. you're twice as likely to wound yeah. the force user as get deflected. And right, Luke only has seven health and costs like 200 plus points, and you kid him out. Um, you know, like a specialist stormtrooper unit has six health and it's only <laughs> what 70 80 points, yeah. So, you know, two stormtrooper units are still cheaper than Luke, and that's 12 wounds. So you're totally fine with taking deflects if it means like if I had a stormtrooper unit that shoots in and gets a wound and takes the deflect, that is a massive win. Oh yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and, and if I mean I take two deflects back, that's still a massive win. <laughs> right. And and it's a dice game, right? Like I had I had a game a couple of weeks ago where literally one turn I had the dodge and rolled four blanks. And then the next turn I had the dodge and rolled like four to seven i don't even know it was a ton of like surges like a, a ridiculous amount yeah and like it was just like yep that was one game like it, it both happened right and and i think you know this is more of a off force users and more of a legion like advice it's like don't let any dice roll good or bad sway you 
and and put you in a bad headspace because if you wait for it and you and you're watching the game without that emotion, you'll see that those the rolls back around in your favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and sometimes you're gonna have a game where at the end the dice just don't go in your favor and it loses you the game and it happens. But I can guarantee there was a bunch of dice rolls in that game that went in your favor, right? So it's yeah. just it's just part of the game. Yep. I I had a game against uh, a case where. I was having terrible rolls the whole game. All my red saves were blanking and it was really getting me down. But then I shot six hits into a Dooku and he full blanked and it was like instantly <laughs> swung back. And yeah. like, so sometimes like the dice just, you know, you might be blanking everything all game, but it'll eventually come back around. And it's easy to get tilted with the force user because sometimes, you know, you'll get a really great shot and get like six hits through and they'll just full save out. Um, yeah. But you yeah. can't let that get you down. You might be like, oh, why am I shooting this force user? But like you can't get in that mindset. Kind of like I said, you gotta you gotta kill that force user and put him in the dirt. Yep. So don't stop shooting them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Cool. Any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, no. Kill them. Kill Shoot them. Don't let them that's, engage you. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> it's nothing but the hard hitting analysis here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> How to counter force users? Kill Shoot them. Her. Shoot. Her. <laughs> <laughs> do wounds to them um yeah no just roll crits yeah there you go just roll crits yeah. and make sure they don't roll any blocks and you're good that's that's luke cook strategy just roll <laughs> crits uh just roll blocks is better than just roll crits <laughs> yeah um new meta uh okay any final thoughts before we get to a far off the rails here Oh, Invader. Should we breathe? It's already super late. So it looks like super fast. I honestly Invader. did all my games so early and got them all out of the way. I forgot Invader League was even going on still. Like, it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm so bored waiting for single elims. Uh, so I I made it out of my group. I, I had one loss to the guy that went uh, five and zero to Kodak. And so I am I am officially in a limbs. Elims, Elims, nice. Elims. So that's yeah, good. I talked about my game last week that I had, and I ended up winning it against Vader. Essentially, it was hemmed in, and I was blue, and I was able to get him to split Vader from his main army. And with standbys and tax strike, I was able to force him to keep his Vader behind a line of sight blocker, or else risk getting hit by tax strike. And I just went after the gun line, kind of took it out, and then by the time Vader got in, the gun line was already kind of torn to shreds. Thanks. Um, still a very close game because once Vader did get in, he just started killing everything <laughs> and putting my army to work, but I was finally able to finish him off. And despite Vader killing a whole bunch of stuff, um, once Vader went down, right, you're able to lock it. So that puts me at 5-0. So I will also be making it into single limbs for the West Coast. Well, I won my fourth game, which put me at 4-1. And that does not guarantee that <laughs> I will be making it to single limbs. <laughs> Um, because there's a chance there's essentially one game left in our pod to play, which will happen by the time this cast goes out. It's it's going to happen Tuesday night. Um, between I may put this out Captain Tuesday. Tech. You don't know. That's true. Um, uh, so, yeah, if you, if you do, you know, then go watch that game. If this <laughs> comes out in time. It's Bees and Captain Cook. Um, Captain Cook is currently 4-0. He's the one that beat me. Uh, Bees is 3-1. So if Bees wins, then they will both be 4-1 and we'll have a three-way 4-1 tie. The dreaded um, three-way 4-1. The dreaded three-way 4-1 tie. Um, 
So bees, bees is the one who has his destiny in his hands and also mine. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, it's, we'll see what happens. I, uh, um, it doesn't feel good to be just waiting on the sidelines to see if my four one's going to be good enough or not. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I w- will be wishing good luck to both of those guys. Anyway, bees is a good dude. So if he, if he, uh, if he wins and ends up bouncing me, I won't feel too sad about it, but, uh, um, yeah, good luck to you guys. I'm sure you'll have played this game by the time you hear this, but yeah, yeah, it should be a fun one. Yeah. And then I think update for other people, uh, Mr. Doc Velo, AKA Doc Evan has also made it into single items with his group. He's four Oh in his group. And there is uh, no one that can take his spot essentially at this point. So he has made it in. And then we also have Timbo. Timbo on the West Coast went 4-1 and got the top seed in his group and will be going to single ELMs. And then I think John told us last week, but John also finished pretty early like Jay and he's in. So in the West Coast bracket, I think we're now fifth troopers, uh, almost a fourth of all the people in the West Coast are be single ELMs. <laughs> so at some point we're going to have some team kills. Hoping it's later on, but we'll see. <laughs> Am I the only and, per, fifth trooper player playing that is not? Uh, grammar. Okay. I don't think he's in. Okay. Um, that would have been quite an amazing sweep. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, good luck to everybody that still has games to play to decide yeah. if you make it to Elims or not. Yeah, we got what, uh, two weeks? The 14th, I think, is... Yeah, it's 14th single, or 15th. Yeah, it's getting close. We so got some time game still, a week, but... right? Each yeah. round's about a week long. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I look forward to the whole East Coast, West Coast, uh, Europe, Australia thing. I think it'll be kind of fun to have. Yeah, it'll be fun. Once you make it out of your group, you're kind of representing your area. It makes yep. a fun competition uh, between the, the so two coasts. It's so much better this way. It is. Yeah. It really is. It's just so much better. I'm like, you guys know, I, once again, I have talked mad shit about Invader League <laughs> for years. Yeah. Uh, and this this season, as soon as they announced how they were doing it, I was like, oh, I'm I'm 100 percent in. I can tell you I have I am having a great time. It is so less miserable when I'm working with people on the same like coast because, oh, my it's, God, it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the scheduling so much better. It's great. And I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, all the TTS mods that they've been making and like uh, adding on there, a good majority of them have been really nice and good. And I, and I don't know, this has been, yeah. this has been a great, great season. I, I, I've thoroughly have been enjoying it and I'm happy that things are going well. Pat yourself yeah. on the back. Invader League organizers. Yeah. You, yeah, you guys yeah, are doing Good job great. team. That's, I was not patting myself, by the way. That was a philosophical. I was not involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, pat yourself on the like, back. Pat yourself yeah, on the back for taking all my advice. Yeah, 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 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was not patting myself, just to be clear. Um, yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, Ghost Walking and Nima and all those guys. So, yep. um, yeah, they're yeah, doing great a great job, gentlemen. They're doing a great, great job. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, right. Why don't we land this plane before we crash it? All right. All right. Um, we have the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I am Jay. I'm Lucas. Are we doing is this like an ASMR sign off yeah. or what? Yeah.
Stay fresh, cheese bag.